0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the All-Canadian Podcast. Thursday, no more days to wait until the start of the CFL football season. I didn't even introduce this. I'm so excited. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. Wade, week one, week one, game one, day one. We're here.
1: And the injury reports are flying out now. We have so much to get to that I want to talk about, including the fact that we might get A Canadian quarterback in week one? Oh my goodness. Before we get to that though, Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This August, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use all caps C-F-L during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age, and I I don't know if it's really a requirement, but you must be enjoying some kind of football with this beer, right? I mean, after all, we've waited two freaking
0: years to get to this point. I certainly will be enjoying a nice crisp Sada City tonight as I have my feet up watching the Hamilton Tiger Cats take on those Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Actually, you know what? It might not even be a Soda City beer. It might be champagne because we're
1: celebrating <laughs> the return of CFL football tonight. Pop the
0: bottles. Get the bubbly going. But as we do return to play, be heard on the field with the Fox 40 Sonic Blast CMG. With 120 decibel of sound power, the Sonic Blast can be heard over the loudest of crowds, just like those crowds are going to be rocking in the CFL this weekend. Shop now at fox40shop.com and use the code CFP15 at checkout. For 15% off, man, news and notes. Not a lot of news and notes in terms of what we have to run through, but a lot in terms of content. There's some big stuff going on as we're set to kick off the CFL this weekend. Yeah, and I'm going to jump you here by one. I want to talk about this Michael Riley
1: situation off the hop. Limited in practice again today. He hasn't thrown a football since Sunday's practice. He went for another MRI to try and figure out what is wrong in his throwing arm. Meanwhile, there's a certain Canadian quarterback who was drafted pretty highly in 2020.
0: I believe 15th overall.
1: Who is currently taking all the Team 1 reps. Are you talking about a former Ohio Bobcat by chance? I might be talking about Nathan Rourke. And the fact that we might be getting Nathan Rourke in week one as a starting quarterback. We've talked about how it might come down to the O-line and maybe Michael Riley gets banged up and he gets inserted later in the year. Wrong. He might get a chance week one. This guy has never taken a snap in the CFL. He has never dressed for a CFL game and he's going to go into a sold-out crowd in Mosaic week one. I am here for every single second of it. I hope that he knows that Brian Burnham is his best friend every single day and twice on Sundays. This is perfect for the CFL to kick off. I know he doesn't have the star power of Michael Riley, but you want to talk about Canadian Football League, and we want to talk about all the XFL stuff that went on and whether people wanted to truly keep it a Canadian league. Bring on a Canadian starting quarterback week one.
0: Man, talk about a tough situation and high expectation environment, though. You got to walk in as, as Nathan Rourke as a week one quarterback. If, if, big if here, if that is the situation. Because they're still confident in Michael Riley playing week one. But I mean, I would be so excited I, to see Na- Nathan Rourke take the field in week one.
1: Here's my thing with the confidence in starting. And it goes back to what we said about Nick Arbuckle and Matt Nichols and any other injury that we have seen throughout training camp. Shorten season, take your time, don't rush back. For the BC Lions, Michael Riley hasn't thrown a football all week. Like, hasn't thrown. And so clearly something is wrong in his elbow. Don't risk it. Don't put him in the game if you just say, oh, it's just a low-level strain. Okay, but that low-level strain hasn't been used since Sunday. It hasn't been warmed in, worked in at all. So why not go with the rookie? Let him take one game at least, because next week you can just throw Riley back in if his elbow or arm is feeling better.
0: No, I agree. Let's see Nathan Rourke. It's time. I want to see some Canadian quarterback action in the Canadian Football League. However, however, if you are... If you're the BC Lions and you're told Michael Riley is a go from your team doctors, do you roll with it in week one or do you still rest him? All things considered, if you're told, I know you just went on this big rant about, you know, rest him. He hasn't thrown a ball. But he's Michael Riley. I know he's Michael Riley, but he hasn't thrown a
1: ball, and we have a shortened season, and it's really not worth it. If he gets the clear, but you haven't really practiced him all week, yes, you can sit in meetings, you can go through team walkthrough. You can't throw the ball in Skelly or in first-team reps. Like, that is such a big aspect of putting your game plan together. Unless he's just the ultimate visual learner, and he can just read it off the whiteboard, watch it on film, and be like, yep, I'm good, let's rock. To me, it just makes so much more sense to play Nathan Rourke and protect your asset, Michael Riley, who, hell, maybe their O-line still hasn't been improved, and he's going to get banged up. Why not? give him one last week of taking all those hits i hope that their o-line is improved but we don't know as of yet
0: i'm just trying to play devil's advocate here let's let's move on we we could potentially see nathan rourke as early as week one and i am damn excited about it toronto more quarterback stuff toronto nick arbuckle mcleod bethel thompson no decision as of yet we're expecting Arbuckle if all things are go for him, though, I would assume, too. Or are you on this same, same kick. keep him healthy? It's,
1: it's the same kick. The reason we haven't gotten this decision is because Nick Arbuckle is still dealing with that injury from training camp. So don't rush him back. Let McLeod Bethel-Thompson play. You you know what you're getting in him. He's a good starter. But if you really think that Arbuckle is your guy for the future and your guy that's going to potentially ride you into the playoffs and into a Grey Cup, if that's your season goals, like everyone should be, then let him rest for this game. Don't risk an injury in Week 1. Look at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers with Andrew Harris and Johnny Augustine. These guys have not done well through training camp injury-wise. So, they go with Brady Oliveira. It's just such a smarter decision in the long haul. You may lose Week 1 because you're not using your true starting quarterback, but maybe whenever you get to Week 13, Week 12 that guy's fully healthy and ready to go
0: and if you're the Argos I mean you're comfortable with McLeod Bethel Thompson he was there for you last year so I I like it on this one week one if Nick Arbuckle still has that that hammy tweak play MBT because hammy tweaks can take a lot out of you moving on Matt Nichols same argument are you making the same argument here in Ottawa Matt Nichols Has been plagued by a little bit of shoulder stuff going on through camp. So he's been limited. But what do you say? Same kick? Nah, here's my one outlier. (laughs) You got to play him? For Ottawa, you don't have a backup.
1: (laughs) You got to go. I mean, when we look at BC, yeah, you've got Nathan Rourke. He's a top-round draft pick for you. You look at the Argos, you've had McLeod Bethel-Thompson as a starter for a bunch of 2019. Matt Nichols, you've got nobody. You've got to go. Like, even if you change your game plan to try and help him. like uh, To me, with the Red Blacks, like, you just don't have the depth this year. Like, Think of the teams in the CFL right now. We've got Calgary. They have a good backup, Michael O'Connor. Hamilton. Dane Evans took them to a Grey Cup. I mean, uh, we got BC and we've got Toronto, who we've just talked about is having these great guys in behind. And now we go to Ottawa where you're like, oh, well, you know. Eh, not overly great. Like I would even take Paxton Lynch, the Saskatchewan backup or Mason fine as a number two over some of the guys in Ottawa. So to me, I I don't know if Matt Nichols is my one outlier, you got to (laughs) play just because there's a lack of depth with your roster.
0: No, I got to agree with you on that one. Play Matt Nichols. You got to play him. You don't have that many other options. You need to get wins where you can get them. You need to get wins early.
1: Let's talk about wins now, though, because wins could be a huge factor depending on a team's vaccination rate.
0: They could. They could. The CFL following suit of the NFL here, 85% vaccination rate is the target or you face penalties. Uh-oh. The penalties
1: that could accrue from this outbreak, wage losses and forfeits. Dun, dun, dun. As we go into the CFL season, a lot of these guys haven't collected a paycheck from the league since 2019. And here we go. If your team is below the 85% threshold, regardless of where the va- outbreak starts, if it's the other team and they're at 90%, they have an outbreak, and your team's below 85%, it ye- looks like you could be getting a wage reduction because you won't collect a paycheck. You do not pass go. No $200. Go right on to the next week with your forfeit.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is sure to kick up some stuff. There's going to always, like, with stuff like this, you're always going to have players that are on board. You're always going to have players that are like, "Ah, I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, You can see both sides of the coin on this one, but you can see from the health side, too. I mean, 85% vaccination rate. I think that's pretty fair. They're basically saying... We'd like our players to be vaccinated, and if you're not going to be, you had better have a damn good reason for not being um, the CFL too. They, they say, okay, we're, we're fine with it. Don't be vaccinated, but we're going to make it a lot harder because you know vaccinations, have, they've proved to have been important and successful. So I don't know. I see, I see both sides, but how do you feel about it? Do you like the fact that they're kind of following in the footsteps of the NFL and, and getting on it a little bit more? I
1: I really do because the way that things are trending in the U.S., I mean, you guys know how we feel at this point. If you haven't been listening to us, vaccine in arms was one of our biggest sayings for a couple months there uh, when we were looking at vaccination rates and actually getting back to play. Now that we're here, though, seeing the trends in the U.S. is scary. And what's stopping this trend? Vaccination rates. You look where the trends are starting and you look at the vaccination rates of those cities, those states and when we think here in Canada, like yeah, like Ontario, you know, we, we we're pretty slow off the hop, but now collectively, as a country and as a province, we're amongst one of the top in the world's vaccination rates, and that is what's going to prevent us from getting into another wave. So if you're looking at a team, there's still COVID around you. But what's the most effective way to protect your product on field for the CFL and the players? Because really, if we have to shut down the season, these guys aren't collecting a check. So what's the easiest way for you to ensure your product gets to the field? Vaccination rates. Because, yeah, you know what? Cole Beasley can go and talk about how, oh, you can still contract COVID with a virus. That's great. But instead of you being hospitalized by it, you aren't. And there's a much lower chance. I think it's like, what, 98% lower? That's kind of a big deal that you don't even get the virus compared to someone that doesn't have vaccinations in them. So the chance of bringing it in drops, the risks to yourself drop as well. Uh, I I applaud the CFL and the NFL really for
0: taking a stand and implementing these measures. Even now with the stadium things, you're seeing, uh, you know, you're not gonna be admitted into these stadiums unless you can prove you have a vaccination, so. Yeah, look look at Winnipeg. Winnipeg's gonna be vaccine mandatory for their games.
1: Like, this is, this is such a big factor in getting us back to opening and making sure that we can stay open. It's not even a question at this point. Everyone, everyone across North America, whether you're left, right, neutral, who cares? They're all saying the same thing. Vaccines are our only way to ensure our public health safety. Let's get away from that talk now, though, because let's face it, you guys have heard enough vaccines from us a last a lifetime, I'm sure. Where you just came here to listen to football and your gambling fixes for football. So on that note, the CFL has teamed up with Bet Regal. They're now the official gambling partner of the CFL, including all their week one lines, which we will get into later with the return, the triumphant return of Connors Covers. And Wade's Wagers is also going to sneak his way in there with a couple picks. But Bat Regal, welcome to the CFL.
0: Man, I'm excited. I, I'm really excited. I've been on there a little bit, obviously, because I'm I'm a degenerate and I wanted to see what was going on and I wanted to see what the interface, the website looked like. I like it, and then I log on this morning. Oh bang, game lines are out. Something that we've been waiting on forever. So super excited don't spoil it don't spoil it. we're gonna get there oh i'm not gonna spoil it i'm just saying i was excited to log in and see that there was game lines actually there because we've been waiting on those for so long we've had the futures we've had you know some of the the player long-term bets as well now but we have actual game lines and some player props as well i am very excited to get into these week one previews and start talking about a little bit of wagering Tuesday night, though
1: CFL Top Fifty came out. They're equivalent to the NFL's Top One Hundred every year, and there's some great picks. I think the top ten is pretty damn solid. Goes Brandon Banks at one, Bo Levi at two, Willie Jefferson at three, Brian Burnham four, Andrew Harris five, Michael Riley six, Cody Fajardo seven, eight Trevor Harris or Connor's Edmonton Elks, nine is Stanley Bryant, and ten is Simone Lawrence. I think that's a pretty solid top ten. Uh, some guys that just the cat will stand back at 12 Darrell Walker 15 Masoli 19 Greg Ellingson 24 Kwaku Boateng 37 Charleston Hughes at 11. Sorry, I skipped that one uh, and Tunde delicate at 48 But I have one major question
0: Is it the same major question that I have where is the king where is Mark Cordy where
1: is the king?
0: Man. How do you
1: not have this not guy? Not even in the top fifty. How do you not have this guy on your list? He's one of the best offensive linemen through and through across all five positions in the CFL. And you just you just ignore it like he better damn well be fifty-one if he's not in this top fifty list. Like no, that is
0: I a hundred percent have to agree. You know what?
1: I'm just gonna leave it at that because we know that the next fourteen games that the Red Blacks play, he's going to prove that he belongs in this top 50 for
0: anyone that didn't vote him in. I, oh, my goodness. And not taking shots at the list, like I, I think they had it pretty spot on with most of the other positions, but leaving Mark Kordioff was probably Criminal. my biggest question. Criminal. <laughs> Criminal as Wade feels strongly about it. Other other thoughts on that, though. Man, bunch of tie cats on that roster. 11 total. I mean, everyone knows that this loaded. Like, this is... This
1: puts even more pressure on the Grey Cup or Bust mantra mantra around the city of Hamilton.
0: I knew they were loaded, but then to actually look at it and see it on paper, I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. You have
1: a fifth of the league's best players sitting on one roster out like, of nine.
0: insane. This team
1: is Grey Cup or Bust, and it's not even close. Like, it might even be Grey Cup by a landslide or Bust. Like, this is... This team is loaded up for this season, where they are going all in on the home Grey Cup victory. Anything less is a failure at this point.
0: That's a quick turnaround. You were saying if they get there, you were fine with it. Now I'm, you're on I'm the- fine
1: with it, but you know, like I'm looking, I'm fine with it. But as a team and the diehards, like the Box J boys see, out I in Hamilton, this has got to be Grey Cup or bust. I'm fine if they even <laughs> just make it, because I mean realistically coming back from a two-year hiatus, it's going to take a bit more than just having 11 All-Stars.
0: I'm just trying to get in there and, and stir the pot. Don't worry. I'm picking against them week one. I know. I know. We were talking about this today. We'll get there. I have my thoughts on that. But the next closest teams in terms of players on this list, the Riders and Bombers both coming in at 7, loading up in the East there as well. Some, some losses due to injuries. But uh, overall, no, I, th- I thought it was a good list, fair list, relatively i mean could you have moved va up a little bit i think so maybe could you have moved Masoli up a little bit again had he played a full season i he probably would have landed higher but in what he did with the time he had i think 19 is pretty fair you know what he's anticipated to do this year
1: uh yeah well dominate <laughs> anything less uh i will be personally disappointed but uh no, I mean, the list, is, the list is good. I mean, you can make an argument for anyone to be higher and make an argument for anyone to be lower, as you can with any single
0: list. But that's why they're fun. That's but why we're talking a, yeah, about it, right? Is,
1: this is what sports lists are. It's It's the opinion of someone. You never have to agree with someone's opinion. Whether it's a collection of people, you can still disagree with it, so... I mean, I I like this list. I I really just wish Mark Cordy was kind of on it. I'm not going to get over this.
0: (laughs) Whether you like the list or not, you can agree that all of these players are the top 50, top 51, including Mark Cordy in this league. Uh, another list, another fun list uh, to get onto. I was so fun. happy to see this come out, man. I was even more happy to see oh. Montreal's reaction to Oh, this. my goodness. CFL power the rankings. Week, week power one. rankings.
1: Hamilton 1, Sask 2, Winnipeg, Montreal, Edmonton, Calgary, BC, Toronto, and following up the rear, the Ottawa Red Blacks. But what made this list even better is the fact that Montreal, the team's account, goes out and tweets, feels good to be at the top of the first hashtag CFL rankings. Nothing to play for yet, but we're up to the task. Keep in mind, this team is behind Winnipeg. They are behind Saskatchewan, and they are behind Hamilton. But feels good
0: to be at the top. God, I love CFL season. I'm so <laughs> glad it's back. It was good. It was it was pretty funny. I mean, they still have a long way to go. I think fourth is good right now. But yes, you still have to prove to me that you can beat Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, especially Hamilton, Nice to see the Edmonton Elks sliding in there at number five as well. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, don't know. This might have ruffled some feathers that they're over Calgary, though. What do you what, think? What about the ruffled
1: feathers of the Toronto Argonauts fans? Number eight. That is such a slap for them to be below a team like BC who, I mean, let's face it. They've been trying to rebuild their roster through and through. Meanwhile, Toronto's been buying up a storm and trying to do the same thing, really. So I guess uh, some fans will just be pretty bitter with that.
0: I imagine they won't be at number eight for long. I think they're gonna have a week, even if they don't beat Calgary. I think they have. We'll get into it, but I think uh, I think they can keep it close. I won't spoil anything right now.
1: And now it is time for the return of Connor's covers, where we know. He tries to hit at least two-thirds. I gave him the benefit of the doubt with the NFL at 60%. We'll keep it there. 60% of the picks, got to try and be right. I'm going to throw in my 10 cents as per usual. Uh, There's a little uh, double meaning there for everyone. 10 cents, I I don't gamble that much money. (laughs) I I don't have a whole lot to give away. Um, But at the same time, I throw in my opinion. So we're going to start out. We're going to go through the four games this week. We're going to talk about the picks, the lines, why we think so, and maybe even a player proper too. So we're going to start off with tonight's big game, the banner unveiling, the start of the year, Hamilton at Winnipeg, where Hamilton Tiger Cats come in as a 3.5 point favorite. Keep in mind that this is a team that is now missing right tackle Chris Van Zyl. They've already got a jumbled O-line where it's going to be Jesse Gibbon at right guard, Jerry Sirocco at center because of the retirement of Mike Filer. But now you have St. FX alumni Kay Okafor stepping in at right tackle to face that bad man, Willie Jefferson.
0: I'm very excited for this matchup. There's a lot to be watching here. Obviously, you pointed out the new faces along the offensive line for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. No Andrew Harris this week. We'll see who steps up as a number one in Winnipeg as well. Line is set at three and a half. I am going to go with Hamilton to sneak a win here. I know I know. we just talked about the fact that they have a new center. And I've been saying recently that is something that is worrisome. But in this case, I don't think it's worrisome enough. I have full faith in Sirocco to snap the football. I have full faith in Jeremiah Masoli to go out there and ball out with the slew of wide receivers he has around him. Speedy B, Braylon Addison, Unger is going to start this week as well. Nikola Kalinic, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Sean Thomas Erlington in the backfield. I saw he was listed as RB1 on the depth chart this week. And Wade made a great point last week when we were doing our East preview about how good, how sneaky good this Hamilton Tiger Cats defense really is. So all the all these things sway me to go with the Thai Cats to cover a three and a half point line. Uh Winnipeg is just they're scaring me a little bit right now. I know they still do have the best front seven in the league, but I think as a as a collection of talent, Hamilton is gonna be able to deal with their front seven.
1: Here's where I'm leaning.
0: It's uh gonna be Winnipeg because of the
1: three and a half. I I really like Winnipeg Hamilton if it was three, but give me the three and a half, I'm going to take Winnipeg. Uh, Here's why. Chris Van Zyl being out leaves the right tackle open for a ton of pass rush opportunities. And this is an area where Winnipeg really made their presence felt in the Grey Cup in 2019. I know Jeremiah Masoli's back. I'm excited for it. This is one of the ones where I'm betting against Hamilton. Either way, I'm going to be happy because either they won or I won my bet. So I'm going to go with Winnipeg. Uh, I really like Willie Jefferson coming off the edge. You guys know how much I am anticipating a big season from him. Because of the injuries on the O-line for Hamilton, I'm just not certain that uh, they're going to be able to hold up on the edges. I mean, they can help in pass bro and stuff, but how long can you do that and keep your game plan? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Winnipeg. I just second-guessed myself. but uh, (laughs) I thought you were going to
0: come back around and be
1: like, you know what, no, I'm going the other way. Nah, it's so tough to bet against Masoli and Brandon Banks, but, I mean, no Tunde Adelike either for Hamilton. That's huge. He's not dressing. I mean, so I know Mike Daly's been a long-time vet in the league, but it's going to be a tough adjustment for that defense to not have their rangy safety in behind them.
0: Yeah, that is gonna be that is gonna be tough. But like I said, and like we've talked about, some injuries there at the wide receiver spot for Winnipeg, but do you think with guys like Kenny Lawler and Nick Dembski still likely to dress that they have enough to get it done with the out?
1: Yeah, I think I think they will. I think I think Winnipeg's gonna use the home field, the crowd, the emotion of the night, and take advantage of some key injuries for Hamilton. But uh one more shout out before we move on. Les Maruo, the top player in the global draft from this year is going to be the first Japanese-born player to take a snap in the CFL. How cool is that? Congratulations to him on making it through camp, first of all. He's on the roster. He's going to be playing tomorrow. He's dressed up and ready to roll. Congrats to him.
0: Yeah, big ups to him, and he's one of these guys that you highlighted when we were talking about global draft stuff. Lo and behold, he goes out there, has a great camp, cracks the roster. That is awesome to see, And the Japanese X-League is fun ball to watch. So if you have some time, get on YouTube, show it some love because they're turning out great talent. Awesome to see him making the roster and dressing for Winnipeg this week. Let's go
1: now to where Nathan Rourke might be taking his first CFL snaps. That's going to be BC at Saskatchewan. Game two of the slate, Sask currently a a four-and-a-half-point favorite.
0: Four-and-a-half-point favorite going into week one at home at Mosaic Stadium. Ryderville is surely going to be going absolutely insane but this team is the team that scares me the absolute most going into week one not named the Ottawa Red Blacks I'm sorry I'm going to keep throwing shade all all week it's game week Edmonton's playing Ottawa I gotta do it but Saskatchewan a lot of injuries over the course of training camp they were really hit the hardest and in the worst spots so They've had some offensive linemen go down. They've had their second overall pick go down. They've had starting linebacker Larry Dean go down. Saskatchewan scares me a little bit, but BC not having Michael or potentially not having Michael Riley this week again questions around their offensive line, the most sacked team in the league last time out. That gives me some pause as well. I'm going with Saskatchewan at four and a half on this one. I think that. The fact that they're at home is going to give them some added grit. I mean, Mosaic Stadium is just a whole different atmosphere. BC, I don't know if this is going to be one of those games that, you know, we talked about them winning, but I could see if you went with BC on this line because it's week one and anything can happen. I mean, there is magic to be had there and they've got a damn good wide receiver room, but I just don't know if it gets into one of these shootout battle type games, if they can... If they have enough defensive power to get a stop against Cody Fajardo and the Riders and Shaq Evans when they need it.
1: While we're nervous about that I'm nervous about Nathan Rourke and the lack of time he's really been able to spend with these top guys I mean throughout training camp he was fighting for that number two number three spot and now all of a sudden he's the number one and he's got a week to learn with these guys and yes we know Brian Burnham catches everything in sight but it takes a lot of to develop a true chemistry and and coming into his first game, I'm just nervous about how well that's going to translate, especially being in front of a big crowd and you know, it's his first pro game, maybe he will have some nerves, so uh, I I really like the chemistry that Cody Fajardo and Kyran Moore and Shaq Evans have, so I'm going to lean on
0: that and I'm going to pick Sask as well in this one. So Saskatchewan getting the thumbs up from us, four and a half point favorite I don't know, man. Yeah, like I was saying, it's just I think there's just a little bit too much there for me to to be crazy enough to go off the wall in week one. I was thinking about it. We were talking about it earlier this morning. I was like, am I bold enough to go BC plus four and a half week one? And I was like, no, I'm not. I got to get the wins up before I do that. Moving on. Let's go to another one that's going to be an interesting game. Toronto at Calgary. Calgary, the five-point favorite at home. Give me the stamps. And they, I was going to say, they are the number one team at home. They have like 60-plus wins at home. It's insane. Bo
1: Levi Mitchell at home. He's got the O-linemen rocking the fresh Oakleys. Toronto, meanwhile, is going to be traveling. They're going to have to go through the unique COVID protocols for the first time. They've got a quarterback situation where both guys have split a lot of reps, so we don't know how gelled that offense is going to be since there are so many new parts. Uh, new schemes as well across the board for them. Uh, Just a lot of new and a lot of fresh and a lot of uncertain for the Argos, which is why I'm leaning Calgary. Big.
0: There is a case to be made for the Argos, however. I mean, absolutely loaded defense. You've heard us talk about it, but, I mean, the additions of, you know, Enoch Mwamba, Cam Judge, Charleston Hughes, Odell Willis. I mean, Shane Ray's going to start now. Tons of offensive additions. I'm Eric Rogers, Joan Breskis, and Dejan Burset. You know the names. We've said them time and time again. I, I'm i with you, though. I think there is going to be a small buffer period, a small figuring-it-out period. I think Toronto is going to show us absolute flashes of the team that we're going to see by the end of the year, and I think that's going to be a solid, solid, talented football team, You know, especially under Dinwiddie over there in Toronto. But I, I don't think it's right yet. I think it's going to be a close game, but I still think Calgary at home is so scary. So scary. They just don't lose at home. I think five points, while they are missing some of their wide receivers from last season, they have enough talent to make up for it. They have the defense there. Calgary five-point favorite. I got I to gotta ride with the Stamps.
1: All right, let's go Ottawa Red Blacks at the new Edmonton Elks where they have Antler up. Plastered all over Commonwealth. They have those beautiful white shirts that Connor is still begging I need for one. someone to send him. I need one. Let's go. Let's go. People in Edmonton, listeners, let's co- reach out to Connor. If you're traveling from Calgary or BC or somewhere to go to this game, reach out to Connor and say, hey, maybe I'll grab you a little extra t shirt off the stands and uh, what we'll you transferred over. We'll get this worked out. But uh, help Connor out. Help the Elks out here, Connor. They are a five point favorite over the Red Blacks. That seems like a good line. I'm going all Elks, I'm antlers up, go Elks charge. This is a great way to use their motto because they're going to charge to a big victory this week.
0: Five-point favorite. Five-point favorite. That may scare some away, but definitely not me. This should be sponsored by a loan shark because this is the free money game of the <laughs> week, man. Like Edmonton at Ottawa, no offense to Ottawa. I just, ah, man, we've said it so many times. They are a rebuilding team. I think they have a lot let's of interesting not, players there, but I'm not going to spend time on let's it. Let's not Edmonton them too much more. is just so good, so good. Look at Trevor Harris, Greg Ellingson, bring in Darrell Walker. James Wilder Jr., if he's going to be that player, is a bad man out of the backfield. They had the number one defense in the league last year. They lost some pieces, but I still think they're going to do a damn good job. They get into the backfield. Well, I like Kwaku Boateng, Matthew Betts, especially with Mark Horty not being on the edge. Yes. There's going to be limited edge protection, new offensive line Edmonton by five. I'm saying that is, that is more than feasible, more than feasible.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm liking this game a lot. Uh, Edmonton should roll they should uh dominate it'll be cool to see the jerseys for the first time it'll be cool to see the antlers on the helmets uh I think this is going to be a great kind of rebirth of Edmonton football uh they're doing it with the new logo and I I, I can't wait for this celebration to kick off out in Alberta um but we're going to give some player props now just a couple quick hitters Shaq Evans three and a half receptions is his uh prop I'm gonna go over on that one Uh, meanwhile Brandon Banks six and a half I'm gonna go under on that Uh, six and a half is a big number they have a lot of targets out in uh, Hamilton I I think that he's gonna probably find around five six catches but to get up to seven that's a that's a huge number and for Shaq Evans you know he's hauling in everything so three and a half uh, catches so just to repeat Hamilton Winnipeg tonight Brandon Banks under six and a half catches. Then we go to BC Saskatchewan. We're going to go Shaq Evans over three and a half.
0: I always find player props fun. They're always interesting to bet on. Some of the ones that I, I like, you said under on Speedy, but I'm going to go over on Braylon Addison. There's a lot of target share to be had in Hamilton. I like Jeremiah Masoli finding Braylon Addison a few times in this game. I think Winnipeg is going to be keying on Speedy Banks because everybody knows what he is. Braylon Addison, I think, is gonna gonna have a good day with the rock in his hands week one. Moving to the Saskatchewan set of games, there's a few here that I like, but I like Brian Burnham over on 86 and a half yards. Again, another team with a lot of target share there to be had, but Brian Burnham is the dude. I think he's gonna find the rock, and especially he's one of these tight players that get the ball in his hands and he can break one. So I I like Brian Burnham over 86 and a half yards in game one. And that's going to make some fantasy players happy. I know that. Uh,
1: Yeah, absolutely with him. I want to give a quick shout out for Connor's alma mater, Ottawa U. Jackson Bennett, the all-star athlete, now the second string running back in behind Sean Thomas Erlington. So uh, big ups to him for making the transition to running back and now uh, has a good chance to contribute. Hopefully we see a couple good carries from him tonight. But on a closing note, we are finally here. We have waited the two years. We have seen merger talks, bankruptcy talks. We needed X, Y, and Z to happen for us to even get to this point. And now training camps are done. Cuts have been made, unfortunately. But it is finally time to play football. And as we go into this game tonight, we want to thank you guys. Because when Connor and I started this, We didn't know when we would get a game. We didn't know what game it would be. We just knew we loved Canadian football as much as so many people in our country, whether it's at the high school, university, or CFL level, we knew that there was people out there that loved it as much as us. So without games, we want to thank you guys so much for being there for us and listening and interacting with us on social media. Because you guys have made this journey up to the first game so damn enjoyable. And now that we are finally here, it is time to kick it up a notch, bring you guys the content that you guys have asked for because we finally have football being played on our home soil. So we've moved from stadiums being full and COVID vaccines and XFL and will we even play? Do we have enough money to play? What about Atlantic Canada to dead silence? Because right now it's not time for those questions. It's time for who is going to win the Grey Cup when it is played in Hamilton at the end of this year. Let's get going. Week one, it's here. Let's go, TyCats Bombers out to Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, I cannot have said anything better than that. In fact, like it's really hard to follow up after that. I, I'm lost for words here. I don't know what to say. Went full uh, John Malkovich on you. <laughs> you did. No, I'm just. I'm super excited to. Get some CFL football. Obviously, I echo everything that Wade said. Thank you guys so much for listening along and engaging and just having fun while we've been trying to find a way to talk about Canadian football without actually having any Canadian football. I'm excited that it's here. I I hope that everybody watching is excited that it's here as well. Have fun watching the games through tonight and this weekend. If you are going to bet, please bet responsibly on them. Don't be an idiot about it. And if you are... Going to be enjoying some Canadian football action this weekend. Why not enjoy it with a Sawdust City Brewing Company beer? One of the fine offerings from the guys over at Sawdust City. If you can, it's been selling out hot. Try to get your hands on the Salted Mango Kettle Sour. That was that was pretty pretty dang good, if I can say so myself. Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This August, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age. Go do it. Get your hands on some of that Sawdust City beer get yourself ready for it. all of the CFL action coming your way.
1: And as always the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Foxport helping you return to play safely with their latest innovation the Fox40 tri Whistle Mask and the Fox40 Electronic Whistle. To check out these products and more. Visit fox 40 shopcom and enter code CFP15 for 15% off all your whistle needs. As always, at Wade Zhang at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective, and for the first time ever, enjoy tonight's CFL action.